What are you actually looking for in due diligence? The colonoscopy and the business. <laughs> Coming from the top and the bottom. <laughs> I was going to be more serious than Jonathan. <laughs> Ready to raise capital? It's time to get your dose of investment insights with the Investment Fix podcast. Brought to you by New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. Kia ora. I'm Dylan Lawrence, General Manager of the Investment Team at New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. Today on the Investment Fix podcast, we're talking about private equity. With us to talk about that are Peter Tinholt and Jonathan Goldstone. Peter is the COO of Orion's Capital and helped establish the private equity fund in 2016. To date, Orion's has made five investments, including Rocket Global, Blue Lab and About Health. Jonathan is managing partner and member of the investment committee at Pincaro Private Equity. He is currently a director of Avanti Finance, NetLogics, Umbrella, the Skin Institute, and The Collective. Welcome, Peter. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you both for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you, Dylan. No problem. Hey, well, Jonathan, maybe you could kick us off. What is private equity? Private equity for me is equity capital, i.e. ownership capital, that is not public. So I think when people normally think about equity, they think, ah, oh, it's public stocks and publicly traded IPOs, things of that nature. Private just is exactly the same. It's ownership in a business, but it's within the private domain. So you're not reporting to a whole bunch of institutional investors and mum dad shareholders. Private equity is essentially private capital that sits outside of the listed market that can come in a number of forms. It can come as angel investments, it can come as venture investments, or it can come in a more structured sense through a private equity fund. Now, private equity fund tends to come with some other benefits in my view, which is around a serious focus on governance and business plans and strategic focus around that and experience, track record of experience in helping companies grow. But fundamental in all of that is still shareholder alignment with the investor that comes in, as opposed to being listed hundreds of shareholders who you don't really have a relationship with day to day. This is active. And what sort of businesses is private equity interested in? Private equity is interested in all businesses, right from the very early startup stage, and there's certain types of investors that will go there, right the way through to businesses of many, many billions of dollars, and all the way through on that journey of size and business type, there's going to be different private equity funds that will marry up with the types of businesses that they are. A lot of that's driven just by the size of fund that we have and the type of investing which we do. And within the New Zealand market, there's probably half a dozen local managers that all focus on something a little bit different, different sizes of investments, company types. Can you talk to me about Pincaro Private Equity and the type of businesses that your funds invest in typically? In terms of businesses, we do have a wide type, but I think the uniform attribute of all of them is they've got very high quality management teams. And that is what we're really backing. We've got a preference towards growth orientation to drive our returns for our investors as opposed to using financial leverage. We do use debt sometimes to help build businesses, but 
for us, it's really about looking at companies that have got an ambition for, for growth. And then the money that we bring in can be used for a mix of things. So it can be to buy shares from existing shareholders to sort of help with succession and or it can be for growth. So money going into the company to invest behind initiatives to accelerate the growth of a company. And you know, one of the questions when you go to meetings is, if capital was no restriction, what would you do? And that's what we like to frame things up, which is, let's be as ambitious as you possibly can and let's see what we can do with the business. Other than that, the rest of it is pretty classical, right? We want businesses in high quality management, defensive market positions. For us, we want positive cash flow or good visibility to that cash flow. The type of capital we're investing, you know, the quantum of it, where businesses have typically got more than $15 million of revenue. There's some a bit smaller than that, but that's typically the size range which we're investing behind. We look to invest approximately 15 to $30 million per investment, given we are managing out of a $250 million fund, so it's just about allocation of capital. We can invest more money than that. Within our portfolio of investments, we've got quite a wide range of ownership. We've got a couple at 10%, and we are all the way up to 80% of ownership. Those levels are unique to those investments. But at the higher end, it's because we've bought a business from a corporate. So we've backed a management buyout and that 20% residual is owned by the, the management team. Or down to 10%, it's a growth capital investment and we're partnering with a whole bunch of other investors. But more or less, we sit typically around the 50% has been our average across our funds, which reflects this partnership approach. I would say, and you'd have to talk to our investing partners on this, that our behavior is exactly the same. So we sit on the board, we're an active investor, we have one or two board seats in every situation. We don't have any management control. So even at 80%, we're not in there managing the business. At 10%, we're certainly not, but we're there to be supportive. What we try to do is be uniform in our behavior and what we contribute, irrespective of our level of ownership. It genuinely is a partnership mentality. So Peter, can you talk to us a bit about Orion's Capital and the businesses your fund typically invests into? We typically write checks of four to $12 million. So we sit clearly below the likes of Pinkara in terms of the check size. And those companies are typically worth in an enterprise sense between 10 and $50 million ballpark. They tend to be profitable companies that do have growth ambition. We've done a couple of deals which have been around ownership succession where the founders wanted to step back and they've left some money in the businesses and they've got board seats but we're a stepping stone to supporting those business on their further growth aspirations. We've seen some of those companies perhaps the founders have become a little bit more risk averse but we can really support those companies through good strategy driving them forward. So like Pinkaro, we've got a range of investments from minority position to control. We've got a range of percentages up to 80, 90%. In those situations, those business owners had originally intended to sell the whole business. But we felt it really important that they stay part of the business in terms of their IP that was in their heads. And in fact, during the process, 
they realise themselves that when they walk away with an amount of money, where would they invest it anyway? And it was actually better for them to keep some money in the businesses that they knew so well, and they felt really aligned with the growth strategy that we were wanting to drive. So they've stayed very active board members and very enthusiastic about what we've brought to the table. That's working very, very well. And then we've got a couple where we're minority investors, but like Jonathan, every time we have either one or two board seats and we contribute through that active governance around the board table. And so, Jonathan, how do I understand more information about which private equity fund is right for me? The best way to do is talk to different market participants and you'll get a gauge from them on what their type of investments are. I think you'd spend five minutes talking to Peter and five minutes talking to me and you get a clear sense for what our ideal or preferred type of investment looks like, which is a good way to do it. But really, private equity is really about a relationship and you are, in effect, having a marriage with a firm. And it's often just one firm in New Zealand. There's a prenuptial in the form of a shareholders agreement. You are agreeing to work together on something. So it's a genuine partnership in every sense. And so that is a little bit what you're doing too, as you go down the journey of trying to determine if private equity is right for you and who is the right party. There needs to be a fit, not only with the quantitative elements of a preferred investment size and return profile for a given fund, but also the behavioral attributes of those partners that you're picking, ones that you believe will allow you to achieve your goals as opposed to micromanaging you or just not caring. You need to kind of figure out what you want. And you can do that by getting out there or there's some fantastic third party advisors that you can engage into as a network as well to help navigate the capital raising landscape. And I guess just to add on that, it really depends on what the business owners want. Sometimes they want a complete divestment. Others might want a partner to help them grow and they still want to be in control, but they're really looking for a minority investor to sit beside them. For us, one of the most important things is ultimately around alignment with the shareholders and the management team. So that's about conversations, lots of meetings, really getting to know each other and what the game plan looks like for the next few years. And Peter, what stage in a company's growth journey should a business be engaging with private equity fund like yourselves? What I often say to people is, just give us a phone call if you're considering options. Let's have a chat and then we can even either guide you into other conversations with other people. So just learn about how the different funds operate and really start to build some knowledge around what we can help with and how we go about that. So what does it mean, Jonathan, for your business when you take on private equity? What do you get? Well, you get a partner, you're entering into effect a marriage and you want a partner that's going to be supportive behind you and the, the management team, one that's going to be aligned in the same sense of the goals and objectives that are trying to be achieved, but also one that's going to help stress test the strategy, figure out ways to address problems and challenges that may come up. And we often find that businesses will have a once in a lifetime or once in a 10 year situation. Those situations can occur on a quite frequent basis when it comes to a private equity fund. Examples of that may be a new expansion strategy or large investment into a new market. 
It could be the development of a senior management leadership program. It might be an acquisition of a major competitor and the financing of it. More importantly, it could be a significant liquidity event. And these things are the day-to-day of the private equity investor, but are often quite unique events in the life of a company. So you found a business and there's willingness on both sides to engage. How long does the process play out from that point to an agreement or a signed agreement? Typically for us, it's a minimum of two months if there's a really good data set and data room available. But it can be sort of up to six months if if a lot of work needs to be done. But again, I think it's really important to try and get on with it quickly in a disciplined, professional way so that we can do our good due diligence but quickly get on with things. I've been in a situation when I ran a business where we were effectively distracted by a sales or investment process for almost a year in terms of preparing the documentation, the investment memorandum, et cetera. And that's not a good outcome. You really want to get on with things really quickly and focus on the future. Everyone hears the phrase due diligence in private equity. What are you actually looking for in due diligence? The colonoscopy of a business. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Coming from the top and the bottom. I was going to be more serious than Jonathan. Uh, In terms of what we look for, typically we carve the due diligence into a number of components, financial DD, tax DD, legal due diligence, all around the IP, the agreements that exist, and then broadly defined as operational DD, which is customers, suppliers, if a company's manufacturing things, its processes, its focus on health and safety, all of those sort of components. And we tend to use outside experts for the financial and tax overseen by us and the legal and the operational. We tend to lead ourselves. We may bring in some sector experts when and if needed as well. And so if I'm a private company out there looking to raise capital, why would I seek private equity funding over other private options like venture capital or angel investment? Venture capital and angel investment is, I think, at a different stage. It's more early stage. Some of those companies... In fact, the majority are probably pre-profit. We tend to only invest in profitable companies. So companies that have developed beyond that and have really got a product that's already proven and tested in the market, but still has lots of way to go, where some of those angel and venture opportunities are really at that idea stage. I think it's absolutely fair. We've got a committed fund and we're only looking to make six to nine investments typically across that funds, very concentrated positions where active managers, so go back to that partnership, but you are dealing with just one party as the other shareholder, as opposed to if you're going to the angel networks and VC, you often can have a much broader base of folks and you're not necessarily getting the active management and participation of a private equity fund. So one of the things Peter said is we bring along help with governance. So we're there to support the managers of the business to really achieve their goals and we can bring resources to assist in that and to help, which I don't think you get as much of that when you're at the earlier stage or you're having a broader group of investors. Okay, so if 
I'm listening to this out there and I think private equity could be right for my business. What's the best way to engage with potential investors and find the right fund to invest in my business? Jonathan. If you're looking for capital, the best way to communicate that is to actually just go out there and start talking to people and at least have a meeting. And you'll find all of us are very receptive to having meetings. There's no downsides in down meeting people. We're a small market in New Zealand and whether we fit you now or in the future, it doesn't really matter. And so a lot of our job is to meet people. I think if you are going out there and you're engaging, you've got to be really clear on communicating what your story is. What is my business? What am I actually doing? What are my aspirations and what's the market opportunity? And the next one is, where do I sit inside that competitive landscape? Because we're all thinking we want a business which is a larger competitive mode as possible. And then you're talking about raising money. Well, what's it going to be used for? And be very clear on that. Is it to buy some shares off the current owner? Or is it for capital to invest and build the business? Be really clear what those proceeds are going to be used for and what the outcome of those proceeds are. They're the really critical things that we're looking for. At the same time, we're sitting there looking at the potential investee and thinking, do we have confidence in you as a person? Because really, our job is about backing people. And that's what we're looking for. You answer those questions, we're making our assessments as to whether you are somebody we can back. And for you, Peter, if someone's approaching you to invest in their business, what do you expect from them? We look at a number of key criteria that's really important for us. And it's about that clarity of understanding what they want the money for. And for us, we really look at a business and say, what's their sustainable point of difference? What's the growth potential? The next three to four years, what, what can we achieve in that period? Does the business have strong margins and free cash flow? Diversity of inputs and diversity of customers, we look at that. And then just the quality of the overall customer relationships. And then above, all of that is that alignment. But equally, we do a lot of door knocking at Orion's Capital. We reach out to companies that we've researched from afar. We're not waiting for that call. We're actually proactively out there calling them. Just have a conversation. And it might sometimes be too early for them, but at least we're introducing private equity as an option. And on the flip side of that, Peter, what key questions would you advise a company to be asking private equity before bringing them on? I think often it's good to have an open chat with the shareholders and the board of the company to really get to know each other. I'd be asking questions like, what can you bring to us? What do you require from us? What are the values that you bring to the relationship and what's important in an integrity sense as well? And then it's about that connection and whether it feels right for the business. And and then ultimately, have we got the courage as well? Because having sat on the other side as a sort of MDCO of private equity run businesses, it can be very focused. There's... A lot of board time is spent on making sure that people are delivering on what they said in the business plan and holding them to account. So it's making sure that you can work together. I would add to do your diligence on the private equity fund as we're doing our diligence on you. And how do you go about that? You talk to the companies that they've invested in and you want to hear 
not only the successes, but also the challenges that they had and how do they behave under those circumstances. You want to know what your partners are going to be like, particularly when things get challenging. We all like to be optimistic and we hope that spreadsheet is true, but inevitably it's not. And you want to know that they can behave in the right way and they're going to be constructive. Jonathan touched on before the active role and active governance is what we sort of call it. How do these PE funds really roll up their sleeves and really assist when the going gets tough? This last few months is probably a classic example of that, how the PEs have really stepped up and really supported the businesses who've had a lot of stress put upon them, be it financial or, in fact, just dealing with the COVID situation. Yeah, do your DD. I think when you are seeking capital to talk about the art of the possible, but to live in the world of what's probable. That's one of the challenges we have when you have potential investments come to you. They just give you this single case of continuous upside. And even if you do that, you'd look to invest. You've got a partner, right? And the first board meeting, we sit around the table and you've missed those forecasts. It's just going to be a very difficult relationship. You're much better going into it thinking about what's more probable and to focus on the delivery of that and then having a pan to actually build a really high quality business. And that's what we're all wanting is to build a much bigger, more valuable company over time. There's no rush for that. Hey, I'm really keen to hear about a good and private equity investment experience that you've both had. In particular, why was it so good and what are the key takeaways that we could get out for investees? I think good for us ultimately is the returns that we generate for our investors, right? That's the purpose for us investing. We're managing people's superannuation money, right? It's long-term capital, very illiquid. So I think always we think about investment is what were the returns like? So the ones that I'll talk about, that's always a key benchmark. So key is returns. What makes a great investment is one which you have a management team that just go and does their thing and they deliver the outcome and they're always great. And Icebreaker was really one of those. We went into it and the business had a bunch of challenges when we first invested, but it had a very clear plan on how it was going to remedy its business led by Rob Fife at that point and with great clarity of management and a synchronization of behavior across the management team delivered to the plan and we had a very, very good outcome and it was all credit to to Rob and the team that were behind him and the support that was given by the shareholders and it wasn't only us, it was ACC who were there, who are our largest investor and Jerry Moon is the founder who was a little bit involved with the business, but it was an excellent director. And it was just a, a very strong group of both managers and shareholders that delivered the outcome. But with ups and downs along the way, of course, that was a very positive investment for us and also for a lot of people that have backed Jeremy for a long period of time. Mm. And what about you, Peter? What's a, a really good private equity investment experience that you've had? Well, we're still quite early on in our journey. We're still um, building the companies that we've invested in. But the one that sort of stands out for me is probably Blue Lab. So we invested in Blue Lab about two and a half years ago. Uh, It was our second investment. And part of the investment we made was into developing the team and investing in innovation. And I guess for Blue Lab, we really put a lot of money into that. And then for Blue Lab to last year win the Excellence in Innovation 
Award for New Zealand was just an outstanding reward. And we've seen that company just grow very significantly, hire lots of additional Kiwis and also staff overseas with now a team in the US and a team in Europe. The business is just continuing to deliver on the back of good innovation and good people and ultimately good products. But it's a work in progress. We're not there yet, if we ever will be, because it's a business that hopefully will continue to grow for a long, long time. And I want to put you on the spot a little bit and just ask you for one piece of advice to businesses out there right now looking to raise capital. I think don't get too distracted with the thought about raising capital. Make up your mind and then go for it and do it quickly because you're wasting time otherwise. I've had a number of businesses and business owners I've met who've started to think about it two, three years ago, and they've actually missed opportunities because they haven't done anything. So commit early, find the right partner, and get on with the game plan. Jonathan, what about you? You spend time to present a private equity fund, be very clear on what you're trying to get out of it. You don't have to put together a presentation, but I would just have the discipline of writing down the notes and dealing with some of the topics that I've talked about before, doing kind of an elevator pitch that, that can last 15, 20 minutes, practice it on a couple of people. So when you sort of sit in that room, you're really hitting people clearly and you're addressing the things that they're looking for. We're only looking for four or five things and as a starting meeting that's just a great way to kick it off you can always get into the substance of it later so there we go private equity a professional investment class that suits a wide range of businesses in new zealand they make investments anywhere from five million to a hundred million dollars into a business they look to support succession scenarios or to build a business alongside the owners they bring governance and strategic support to help make it a success and they describe the act of investing as a partnership. Jonathan, Peter, thanks for your time today. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. Great talking to you. That was your investment fix from NZTE. For a bigger financial fix, head to investnewzealand.nz.